Told you I wasn't a fool, Fisk. Call me Snake. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Macho Movie Madness. I am your host, Brandon. Alongside me always is Chris. Hello. And Andrew. Everybody relax. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, he's here. He's, I mean, he's here. (laughs) And today we have got a special, special episode. Super special. Super special. Long overdue, I I might add. Um, We are going to be discussing the one, the only... John Carpenter. Yeah. Jonathan. All, I call him Jonathan. All, all, I call him Johnny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're a little closer. It's okay. Yeah. Jay. <laughs> J- just Jay. <laughs> J- I go, J- Jay. What's up, Jay? What's up, Jay? Um, so, one of our favorite writers, directors of all time, mine, yeah. I think all of ours. Yeah. Everybody. Um, just wow. Um, when Chris told me we were talking about doing a podcast a couple years ago, this is the one I was waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. This has been. This has been it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I hate to speak for everybody, but I'm but pretty sure anyway. every single person at this table will agree that he is the best director the, of all time, the absolute best. And no one, no one has done. More I have with to. Less. I have to say, if I may be so bold, that he is completely underrated. Oh yeah, he's not oh, yeah. talked yeah. about enough. Like yeah. you think about directors. Um, producers, writers, you you don't think about. I mean, Carpenter's there, but you know one. No, everyone always brings up Spielberg, right? And I yeah. love Spielberg. He's done great. He's attached to Used a lot to. of great work. Used to. Well, um, but you always think of Cameron. You always think of Spielberg. Yeah. You know, and now uh, now these days, you know, you you think of people like Michael Bay, Abrams, Abrams, yeah. um, Christopher Nolan. I almost yeah, threw Nolan. it in my mouth. And I, you oh know my what? God, Nolan! You yes. know what? I I would Nolan is. Uh, Nolan is pretty, yeah, pretty fantastic. Well, these are all these are all for the most part, other than Michael Bay, uh, top notch directors, yes. producers. Yes. However, um, I don't, I just don't, you know. When and then you look at the horror genre, and John Carpenter's name always always comes up in the horror genre. You oh, know, when yeah. you're talking about horror directors and stuff, Wes Craven's up there, uh, Clive Barker, stuff like that. But uh, man, I just don't think he's talked about enough all around. Yeah, yeah. I really don't like the dude if anybody doesn't know is one of, it seems like one of the coolest fucking guys on the planet. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And he's, he's weird. Like well, in his, in interviews and stuff, he's kind of, he's not like weird eccentric wise. He's just weird as in, he doesn't care. He's very modest about. Yeah. He is and modest. He's and, modest. And it's, and that's not normal for a person of his, uh, talent. Right. Right. You know, most people that are like him are, uh, super douchey, and he just is like, ah, whatever. no, he's cool. You know, shit, I'm, man. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go home and uh, and I'm gonna smoke weed and I'm gonna play video games. That's yeah. literally what he does. I'm gonna, I want to make money and fuck everybody, yeah, and fuck everybody else, yeah, for it. You know, like, I, I don't know, like, that's and you're gonna see that as we talk about his stuff and his interviews and all that uh, throughout the podcast. He, um, he's even since the beginning, he's been oh, a yeah. very, very hard, tough kind of guy. About his work yep. and about about his career. Yep. Well, and like you were saying, you know, what you you thought he didn't get talked about enough. Um, I don't feel he does. I would I would say that if it wasn't if it wasn't for Carpenter, then the the movie industry as a whole would be completely different 
than what it is today. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We well, we wouldn't have we in wouldn't several have genres. Near, in yeah, several genres. Yeah, we wouldn't have near the action movies or horror, especially horror movies. Especially horror movies. We would not have near what we have today. No, not in the horror or slasher just, film at all. Just watching movie trailers, you know, in, in recent times, you, you hear bump, bump. Yeah. Know, throughout yeah. the entire, yeah. straight out of the thing. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, he's definitely left an imprint. Yeah. On every- well, and that's the thing. Uh, we were talking about this the other day about certain directors, and, and you've got, you know, Cameron's tied to a lot more movies than most. Spielberg is. And then you have you have a few others, but Carpenter's probably next. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, yeah. you you because we were talk we were comparing notes like between Michael Bay and a few others, and and they just don't have the credits. Mm-hmm. You know? And 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 even if they had several good movies back in the day, like everything they've done here recently is completely erased. That yeah. you can't say the yeah. same thing. Like John Carpenter can make as many shitty movies right now as he wants, and he kind of did at the end. Yeah, but I think he yeah. just didn't give a shit. Um, and it just, it doesn't matter no matter what well, and people like him do they're uh, there's, they've gave us everything we've ever wanted to need or needed. Yeah. And I can't say like his newest one. I didn't watch the ward, so I don't know if it's terrible or not, I but I did watch ghost of Mars and that was the next newest he did. Yeah. So yeah, he hasn't done anything I in, can in about say 15 that years. That he did do. Uh, really shitty movie. Yeah. He does a lot. He does a lot of music and stuff now. He does some. Oh yeah, yeah that's awesome. Concerts and that's stuff. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he, he's does, he has a lot amazing. of music videos out too. He, his um, his he's an amazing composer. Yeah, like yeah. he's an amazing yeah. artist. Period. Uh, his movies prove that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't is, I don't know. Do do you know um, how many movies has he done that he didn't do the score? Uh, very few. Was, I, the the one that that pops to mind is the thing. He got Ennio Morricone from the Spaghetti Westerns to do yeah. it, who basically just kind of aped John Carpenter. Yeah. That was bump, bump. Yeah. Yeah. Through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Thought, probably did what he thought he wanted him to right. do. I mean. Well, he probably, Carpenter probably just wanted to work with him because he was, fr- he did Spaghetti <clears throat> Westerns and that was. Yeah. Carpenter loves Westerns. And that was his first big budget film. Yeah. Well, that's what Carpenter pretty much got in the business for. Yeah. You know? And I agree with him. I'm, I'm a. Yeah, I love Western. I'm a big Western guy, too, yeah. so. Well, you see that in a lot of his movies. Oh, my God, so much. Uh, just between, whether it's, whether it's, um, whether it's between characters or dialogue or just plot, even some, in some cases, music. Yeah. I mean, it's very western It's very, like, um, Vampires was very Western. Western, well, desert, know, ex- the desert except, area. Uh, and stuff except like it had James Wood, you know, saying, saying the F word every five <laughs> I mean, seconds. I mean, not James Wood can uh, do what he wants, basically. Assault, well, Assault on Precinct 13 is, uh, basically, oh, what's, what's the Western? Rio Bravo. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, basically yeah. a remake of Rio yeah. Bravo. They're yeah, holed up in a jail. Yeah. That's a lot of it. He just, he just kind of like, look, I mean, look at, uh, in a way they live was, it was very similar to that. Yeah. There was, yeah, just, it was, it was just in know, the style it, he of, came, he, a drifter came to town. They didn't have much and he, and he was trying to, and he exposed something yep. and he, I mean, that's, that's in a, in a nutshell, similar to that. Yep. That's what you see. Yeah. They're all of his movies are very Western-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where you've got one a protagonist that is like a drifter or a badass of some kind and, and, and they bring down the big guy. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what's so great about it. Which coincidentally he has worked with Kurt Russell. A bunch. Very many times, and I think Kurt Russell's one of the best West new Western actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best actors, period. Yeah. Well, 
obviously. Obviously. Before we we get too far into it. And Jeff told me so. Yeah. (laughs) Have uh, you guys ever listened to any of the commentaries that him and Kurt? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, the answer was no, we were going to stop this right now. Actually, I think, think, you know, we got a a list of our top five from all three of us. Yeah. And I want to do... Like I want to say, an honorable mention for me on the top fives is any like every commentary that Carpenter yeah. does. Yeah, he is he's an he's amazing at commentary, and he remembers everything. Yep, he remembers like what a certain actor was drinking that day whenever they were doing this. Like, it was he's, amazing. He's got freaky memory. I was gonna watch uh, the other night. I was I watched Escape from New York and. uh and I was going to watch They Live afterwards because that was the only, that was one of the few that I hadn't seen yet. Shame on you. I know, and um, and which I finally watched it last night. But anyway, I it was one of those that um, I was going to watch They Live afterwards. I'm like, okay, I, I've got some time. I need to I need to wa- get this shit watched. And uh, I turned on the special features, and then I'm like, oh wow, it's Carpenter and Kurt Russell mm-hmm. did a commentary mm-hmm. on this movie. And so I end up watching Escape from New York twice yeah. that night, <laughs> one with the commentary thing, and and th- them together is so amazing. It's just like two best friends yeah. watching a movie, drinking beer, you know. Which yeah, is kind of what they hope are. you're doing well, out are. there listening to us right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that was what's so great about it. Um, and you really get to know the ins and outs. And I love I love commentaries for this reason, especially especially Carpenters. Because he does remember so much, mm-hmm. but he'll literally tell you that this is this is a little um, this is this was a really ambitious shot. This one was a simple shot. This one was um, this was uh, you know this is New York, and then you, we got a little camera trick here, and when he goes in the building, it's back in L.A. because we're in L.A. shooting this scene, and yeah. then and they said this is back in St. Louis, and we're back in L.A. and we're back in St. Louis, and I love the fact that it's shot mostly in St. Louis, like yeah, all the outside yeah, stuff. Yeah. And that's shot in St. Louis, and I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so cool. It was like June. Yeah, he, he said it was like a June. Yeah, he said it was like 106 degrees. It was like 106 and they were degrees humid. in humid. And uh, I guess after the big fires that destroyed yep. a lot of, so he said it was just a perfect setting. Yeah. And and uh, the the city let them turn all the lights off and and pretty much did whatever they want. And I also during the commentary noticed um, the train station that they were at. Right. Yeah. And 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 I got to and I and he was talking about it and uh, and I'm like you know that's that's interesting and. Uh, not thinking about it, you know, at first, and I, but it was starting to turn. The wheels were starting to turn in my head, and uh, and then Kurt Russell mentions, I think that's, um, I think they, the city was talking about converting that into a mall. Yeah. And like that's Union Station. Yes, They're in Union Station shooting yeah. this, and that's awesome. Um, like I've set foot on this ground, and I didn't even know yeah, it. Yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, my wife wanted to go shopping. They had some kind of outdoor thing there at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I am not leaving here without going into that ballroom where they shot the big fight scene with Ox Baker. And, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Felt like a LA tour guide. I was telling my wife, you know, there's the, there's the uh, stained glass pictures, you know, in front of the <laughs> yeah. ring, and up here is where you know the Duke of New York was at, and everything. Yeah. It was just really cool. What bummed me out was there's nothing commemorating the shooting there, and there yeah. should be. There should, I know. There should be. They there really, should be a brick or something. There really, really, really should be. That's insane to me because that's an um, iconic cult movie. Yeah. That I don't know. I I, I feel very honored to have. Yeah, I do as too. a part of that, and that that's cool for me. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know what they did with the second one. Like that, the skate from LA was just interesting. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of a big F you, I think. <laughs> oh, it was. Less, more it was. I, I love LA. Yeah. It's, I actually like, really uh, liked it too. Yeah. It's, it's so over the top. It's ridiculous. And he did it on purpose and he'll yeah. like, he's, he has said, you know, he just, 
he pretty much wanted to say f you to the to to Hollywood in general. Yeah. He made like they gave him three hundred million dollars to give them the bird. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. But, like Although, he, he wanted to prove just how ridiculous they were. Yeah. You know? Like how much uh how much did he spend on Escape from New York? Was it like eleven million? It was six. Six six, six million. It was six million. So he, he spent six million dollars on Escape from New York and yeah. then they gave him three hundred million for Escape from LA. <laughs> yeah. And it was well, and, it's like, uh, it's just, that's like he said. Like he just uh, wanted to make fun of him. He, well, he said during the commentary, he said he, he he said a couple times, like, I still don't know how we got this in $6 million. Yeah. Yeah. And he said this was such a crazy project. He said, I don't know how it ever happened. And he said, and Carter asked him, he said, hey, how, how much do you think that'd be now with inflation and everything? He said, oh, my God. He said, at least be triple or quadruple Yeah, what, you know, now, yeah. what we did back then. Um, and uh, Isaiah Hayes was awesome. Some, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, something cool about that was is that Kurt, he designed the uh, the outfit, or he came up with the outfit, the boots. and and he he was he decided to put the eye patch eye on, patch in, yeah. And then I guess he was like regretting it afterwards because he couldn't well, see the peripherals shit. and stuff. Yeah, it was <laughs> like he was he couldn't swing no punches. Like, well, it's funny they they had actually made like a drew or made a scar on his cheek on his yeah. cheeks because or like one the one cheek on the camera side because uh, John's like I don't I mean you don't we don't want he has dimples. Yeah, and we don't want this yeah. somebody looking this mean and tough have dimples. Yeah. So we just drew a scar to hopefully hide the dimple a little yeah. bit. <laughs> of course, he didn't smile much in the movie anyway. Just a little. Well, green. and that's me and me and Brandon were talking uh, a little while a little while ago about uh, how before before Carpenter and Kurt were like uh, you know comrades, I guess you'd kind of say, uh, or cohorts before they got together. Uh, Kurt was like known as the Disney guy. Yeah, like he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't a tough guy. He wasn't the man who wore tennis shoes when the computer, the, the computer who wore tennis shoes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like he was, he was the Disney actor and that's, and, um, and I've, I've seen Carpenter was talking about him in a, in a, in a commentary that I was listening to. And he said that, um, like every studio had wrote Kurt off as just the Disney guy. Right. Right. And Kurt wanted to get out of it, so he, you know, talked him into giving, making him a badass. And yeah, they the studio wanted a uh, Tommy Lee Jones or uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's what yeah, he was saying. And he he talked about how uh, he actually wanted Bronson, but he knew uh, Kurt could do it better. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's younger, and it was yeah. about yeah, be about it would look more easy. like Death Wish Three. Yeah, yeah. He, well, see, he, it was he around said, the same time. Yeah, yeah, he he said that he he really wanted to work with Bronson, but he just didn't think or Death Wish Two, I guess. Yeah. Well, he thought there might be some studio interference, like he likes his name above the titles yeah, exactly. and stuff. Yeah, and he really does. He likes to call the shots. But it's funny with the dynamic with him and Kurt, he didn't have to call the shots. Yeah. Just, just yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. They just work so well together. And yeah, you everything tell, falls in everything line. Everything falls in line. You, well, you and they're buddies. Them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they think the same way. Their reviews yeah. and political yeah. views are the same way. I mean, how do you not? Yeah. It's everything about it. And, um, you know, and to be honest, uh, Kurt Russell's kind of that um, – that no one talks about it, but he's he's a true outlaw of Hollywood. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. He's, he's a true outlaw. Uh, but John's an even bigger outlaw. Yeah, uh, yeah. he just don't give a shit. I yeah. mean, he, I mean, he just he it's, and I and that's what I think I respect and like uh, like about him way more than most people. Yeah. In, in Hollywood, just yeah. because he's willing to say whatever the hell he wants. Well, and and even though he's he's modest guy, he's not you know he's he's going to take the money if you're going to give it to him. 
Why oh yeah, and then he'll make, the hell not. And then he'll make fun of you for giving him that. that oh why hell yeah! Then he's going to tell you yeah. how much of an idiot you are. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, what I respect about him the most is that he has a vision for movies that very very rare. Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever see a director that has such a unique vision for movies. You have a lot of them that want to copy each other, no matter how good they are. You know, even you get you get some of the best directors in the business; they're still going to copy from somebody else every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And Carpenter, very rare, like he's he gets copied; he doesn't copy. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I thought it was really cool during that that commentary. They were, they were really just talking back and forth like buddies, and and um, you know he said, uh, you know I. I really wish we could make movies like that back in the old days. He said it was it was hard. It was a lot of work because you were trying to make the best of what you had with what little you had. Yeah. But at the same time, it was so pure. I mean, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was such a pure thing. Like, look, look what they brought out of Halloween. Look what they brought oh, yeah. out of uh, oh, yeah. out of um, Escape from New York. Yeah. With very little budget. The thing. The th- all of yeah. Jesus all, all of his Christ. first few movies. The practical effects. So just the thing. so he, you know, it, it, him and Kurt Russell both were just like, you know, I wish we could go back to where yeah. things were much they simpler. Need to. And, they need to. Well, they do. Um, actually, too I, much micromanagement. I want to. I want to say just real quick. This, I mean, this isn't about John, but they did. They were doing the thing in two thousand eight, or was it two thousand eleven? Eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. And that was. I don't. Did you follow it at all? Yeah, I went to the theater and saw it. Well, I mean, like before when they were making it. No. So I was following it before because I was a super big The Thing fan for a long time. I mean, I still am, just not near as big as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was following the development of this movie. And the f- studio completely railroaded this. Like they had every single, every single monster effect in that movie. They had f- already filmed it with practical effects. Oh my goodness! And then the studio stepped in and said, "No, and they it, look horrible. It has to be CG." I mean, I don't mind the movie. I think it's middle of the road. Yeah. But like the first scene where you see effects where that guy splits open in the yeah. helicopter, yeah, it just looks so fake. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know that was. Uh, I just wanted to say that because I think that movie and the people that made it were just, their souls got crushed because they wanted to make, they wanted to make the perfect tribute to Carpenter and they never got the chance to do it because, because the studio stepped in and, and totally ruined it for them. Yeah. They, they took the story, railroaded it. They took the, they took the effects, railroaded them. It was just, Man, it was, it was, uh, and it was still wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, it had some pretty good qualities, but, but, uh, I just, I thought, figured I'd say something about it because it needs, it needed to be talked about. Nobody, nobody, hmm, nobody talks about how good that movie could have been. Like, it could have been amazing. Uh, you know, a precursor to the thing, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it is what it is. That's why that's why John Carpenter is the way he is about Hollywood well, because think, of studio intervention. I think he's always been kind of that way, but but that just made it. You know, from the very very early on in his career, he's had people try to fuck him. You know, what oh I mean? yeah, you know oh, that's yeah. just one of those things when you have people try to screw you over. Uh, you know, you're going to get that way, and so he just 
he learned pretty early and deci- or decided pretty early that he's just going to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to do. Yep. And that really started with, with um, Halloween when, yep. you know, when he, he pushed for 300,000 and, and then his name above the title and he got it, you yep. know, and that was, that was awesome. Uh, that was a big deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah. And look what that turned into. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. without his help, without his desire probably yeah. for it to happen, it, it it turned into a huge franchise. Um, one of the biggest movies of all time. Um, uh, the Fog was another one that I really, really, really liked. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I um, I watched it again the other night, too, in kind of preparation for this. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but it's... You know, I forgot how... I tell you one thing, man. That the, Everything... Everything, everything about his movies just—it's just like it's me. I don't know, like it just resonates with me so, so much. Yeah. And uh, I every movie he does, I love the music. The score is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, whether it's subtle or not, it's just so incredible. And the fog was no different. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of Halloween a little bit. It is. With there's added a lot of subtleties. Well, and there's a lot of people from Halloween. In yeah. that movie, yeah. um, and then you had Tom Atkins well, show went, up, which he was in three. After yeah, that. they went straight. Do you, remember, uh, do you remember the name of Tom Atkins' character <clears throat> in that movie? Uh, it is oh shit, I'm bad with names tonight. Um, it's uh, Nick Castle. Nick yeah, Castle. That's right. That's right. That's um, right. actually, there's like there's like a whole bunch of actually, the characters are named after ab- his friends. Yeah, every every single actor I, has a character from. The, I, actually, the name. I actually wrote him down. Really? Uh, Buck, really good. Buck Flower is Tommy Wallace. Yes, Tommy yeah. Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Charles Cyphers is Dan O'Bannon, yep. the guy who wrote Alien. Yep. And Screamers and several other things. But uh, yeah, those those were the three that I actually well, and I down, thought were funny. And I didn't uh, watch it, but him and Deborah Hill did the commentary on The Fog, the yeah. audio commentary oh, yeah. on, on yeah. The yeah, Fog. I haven't heard it. Yeah, and I haven't. They I didn't were, watch it either, but that, I, I caught the end of it. I know, um, which I'm not, I'm not that big of a fan of The Fog as you guys are, but I, yeah. I have, I have watched some stuff on it and I guess it was a really, uh, it was a really hard set to be on. Cause I guess they just got, they like, they just split and he just got married to, uh, Adrian Barboobs. Yeah. Barboobs. And Adrian so Barbo. I guess, so we I, salute you, ma'am. So I guess everybody, I guess <laughs> everybody on voice. the, what a great voice. What a great voice. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Sorry, but Chris. I, but I guess everybody on the set was like really weird. Cause, really? Cause they were all friends from Halloween. Yeah. And then now they're on the set with their friends that just got divorced. And then the one friend just got married, remarried mm, to one of the actresses. weird, but you know that they were, but after that they were fine. They went oh, yeah. on, you know, oh, De- yeah. Deborah Hill and him were huge friends, like really good friends. After yeah. that, I thought Adrian was, was pretty sexy in this one with the smoker's voice yeah. over oh, the, yeah. it wasn't even that bad. Radio. She was super sexy yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And in escape from New York, she kind of had the eighties fro going on here. Yeah. She didn't see. I like, I like the, uh, I like the seventies Farrah Fawcett style hair better yeah. on on a lot of them anyway so like her hair in this one was better oh yeah but her outfit in escape was much better I, oh, <laughs> I i actually thought uh jamie lee was way uh sexier in the, in the fog than she was in well that's because she was kind of a hoa well i don't and I, I don't even mean it like that i think she just looked she just looked different well you know i i think they could have cast just about anybody in that role she was kind of bland and not all that yeah i mean she was she was she was a little bit bland i mean she didn't have much dialogue in it and she was just kind of the she's just the hitchhiker that was just yeah. in town yeah that's that sleeps with a stranger on the first night. yeah <laughs> yeah she did scream though 
I mean, she did scream a little bit. She did scream yeah. a little bit. So. Yeah. She was a scream queen, yeah. after all. Yeah. The scream queen. The scream queen. But, but I mean, it didn't take very much longer for her to, to get out of that role. But, no. you know, there for the first few, she did several movies. And, I mean, why not? You know, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter, might as well put her in there. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Um, oh, what do we want to talk about now? Uh, talked about the fog a little bit. Yeah. I, how did you feel about the, uh, the, uh, ghost, the ghost revenge thing on the fog? Well, that's, that's kind of where I like, didn't like the movie so yeah. much. I kind of like that old, that old, cause that's, you know, it's like with Carpenter, he has, he has a he has like a theme for everything. He's yeah. he's and he's got it's like one he's only got one good movie of a certain type, like a certain yeah. genre. You know, with a horror, he's got a slasher, he's got a ghost, he's got like this his own future version of a western. Yeah. He's got you know post apocalyptic style almost, and then he's got he's got a vampire movie. You know, he's just got so many different. He's usually got one or two of each. Yeah, that's what. Well, I, really I just I'm and he's I'm, got his own spin on him. I'm not that big of a fan of ghost stuff. I'm more. Yeah. I, I'm more of a like physical. Type. I, I I thought it was a little. It's not. Uh, it's not like something cool is coming out of the fog, but it was still pretty cool. Like yeah. the, the, yeah. at the same time, yeah. that some something was killing people. Yeah. Something was coming out of the fog and killing people, and they were just old pirates. But you I, know, still, I had no problem with it. In that that last scene, you know, where they're just standing there in the church and just kind of ominous. Yeah, yeah. I, and I he was the six, good. and they and he finally and they finally did get him. Yeah, he did come back and get him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Um. I did have I got something uh assault on precinct thirteen. Yeah. Uh there was something really cool about that was um George A. Romero said that he really, really loved that movie and he really loved that uh the gang members all were like zombies and moving, yeah. that he would uh like he used some like he used that movie to to like um help him direct some of his later movies. Yeah. Uh you know, he just took ideas from that movie and then um Carpenter had was being interviewed by a lady and she told him that and he said, "Well, um Romero just recognized his own greatness because I completely stole those scenes with the gang members." From George A. Romero's zombie movies, yeah, he's like, I just completely stole that. So oh, he's not afraid to admit. It. I just completely oh yeah, stole yeah. It. He yeah. But it was it was funny because he was just straight up like, oh yeah, well he just recognized his own greatness. Yeah, I completely stole. Him. He must have really loved the guy because in Escape from New York, he named one of the little uh, guys Romero. Romero, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. creepy yeah. little guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. And I've, well, did you know? I've seen him. I've seen him in a in several different interviews talk about how great Romero was. Yeah, and you notice, uh, like, and we'll talk about they live probably a little bit later. But did you notice the, how like all the aliens and that look very zombieish? Oh yeah, like old school Romeroish, oh, and yeah. not like alienish. Yeah, that's what I love that. Yeah, I do too. I, it was because it, it almost seemed like it was a it's like a Stephen King film, but but it was Carpenter's spin and it was better. It was yeah. a better spin on a on a Stephen King story or something. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, speaking of Stephen King, Christine, he did Christine. Yeah, and. We did talk about that a little bit on our Stephen King podcast, but I mean, just in case uh, someone somebody didn't you know, see that one or hear that one, and you I I don't have that much to say about Christine, mm. other than and I know this is a loaded statement, like very loaded, but I really do think that 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 Christine is probably his best score work. It's yeah. really good. 
I, I, I do think that. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, it, like, that movie was, like, 80% score. I know. Well, like, I mean, look at Halloween. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Halloween, that, Halloween was a, had a lot to do with the score, too. But, but, yeah, I think how scary how scary it was after the score was yeah. put in. Well, Christine was scary as shit back, saying, back like, in the day. I, I, I mean, it, look at Escape, the... the uh, I was thinking about that this morning. Um, I mean, it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's just totally so fits. fucking yeah. good. Even the scenes where they're like hitting cowbell, just oh, yeah. just sounds yeah. good. Just everything good. sounds so good in his. <laughs> well, movies, and you man. can tell you can tell that he has a real passion for the music. Oh yeah. Well, he understands that that is that's the vibe. You yeah. know, what I mean that's 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 exactly what makes your movie. Yep. I mean that's everything. Your your music is everything to me. To me, I, I believe that's what he he yep. thinks, but. Maybe not. I don't. Know. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know Carpenter. That motherfucker's crazy as shit. Yeah, he don't care. Yeah, he don't care. Our uh, our Stephen King podcast was our first one, and several of those movies I hadn't seen in years. Um, I've seen Christine pretty recently, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. It made it into my top ten. I've got a top yeah. ten list. Really, yeah. it's near the bottom, but it's yeah. in my top ten. Really, yeah. Just um, because of the score, or? the score. It's just a good, solid yeah. movie about yeah. really possession. When you yeah. think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. he just. Yeah becomes possessed by that thing. Um, the one thing that cracked me up after going back and rewatching it is, uh, the, the greaser guy with the big hair that pulls the switchblade on him in shop class mm-hmm. or whatever. There is no way he's a teenage kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a 30 yeah. year old guy to play that. Yeah. He's older than me. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think there's like, Am I the only one that thinks that it's weird that he has like the uh, the what what does he call them the apocalypse movies the apocalypse the, trilogy yeah the apocalypse trilogy yeah. like I don't really understand how they go together how they go together I really don't either but that I, may be and, the and video I know, games and the marijuana talk yeah it probably is <laughs> it probably is because like I wanted I wanted to talk about that but I didn't know how to bring it up because I don't know how they fit together and I've watched you know I watched. They're just, they're all kind of about the end of the world. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And they were all, they were all decent, which I, and I, I have to admit, I haven't watched all of Prince of Darkness. It's, it's very um, underappreciated. Mm, yeah. But I did watch In the Mouth of Madness for the first time for, just for this show. Eh, it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, it was really, it was really different for Sam Neill. Yeah. Playing a crazy uh, guy. The, like the the idea behind it is genius yeah uh it was and it, and it it was even executed pretty good too so i mean i don't know i i enjoyed it it was it was neat yeah uh i really like the the covers to the books that sutter sutter kane yeah. do you read sutter kane yeah they were cr- like super creepy yeah but but yeah, I, I did like it. And then obviously, uh the best of his apocalypse trilogy. We're, we're talking the thing. Man, we're going there. Okay. And I know I'm I'm kind of skipping around. I don't I'm sorry. Uh I am cuz I'm so order. excited. I'm so excited to talk about a lot of these that I'm just going to start skipping around. He just like, he just, I, I'm worn out from excitement. I don't know. I kind of, well, I, I kind of am. I'm, I'm so excited. I have a real, I have a real problem showing excitement. Yeah. But I really am excited. Okay. So the thing, <laughs> one, the thing about the thing is, is that I regarded 
for probably 15, probably almost 20 years of my life, I regarded the thing as the best scary movie that's ever been made in by in mankind's history. Wow. And it has been, it, my views have changed a lot. I still regard it very, very highly. Highly, yeah. But it's not... It's not as high as it used to be. I don't know what changed in me, but it, it, it happens. You, it's all me, and I know it is. You know, yeah. like I used to love Space Jam too, but I can't just sit down and watch Space Jam. <laughs> it's the greatest movie of all yeah, time. You know, you, you know what now I mean? hold a second. Like, I could probably watch Space Jam. <laughs> well, I could watch. I could sit down and watch Space I'll Jam. I love me right some now. Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, dude. Yeah. Come on. Now I love Alien, and yeah. I will say this to me. Is more claustrophobic. Oh, absolutely. Than oh, absolutely. Alien. Absolutely. Uh, I think it has to do with in the original thing from another world. Uh, I've, I've I own it. I've watched it once. There was like at least one, maybe more females in the cast. This is an all male cast. Yeah, they're all you know just they've all got their temperaments, but they're all kind of you know just the stoic male type figures. But uh, there's no horned in love interest. Yeah, I mean they're all there for the same reason. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I think, man, the story of the thing is is one of the scariest things. How you can be taken over? Yeah, and no, and nobody yeah, knows, yeah, yeah. Not be, even know it. Okay, so you know, Alien. You brought up Alien. Alien is a really good comparison to the thing. Yeah. Because alien takes <clears throat> takes over a person's body too, or they're a, it needs they, a host. they're a parasite. Yeah. They're a parasite. Where the thing takes over a body, or well, yeah. Um, but the the scary thing about the thing is, it, you like you don't know. No one knows. Yeah, there's no signs. There's no. There is zero signs. Where with alien. You know it. You're you're you. There are signs you can tell. Uh, and obviously, you know they bust out of your chest whenever they're ready, whenever they're ready and incubated. But the thing just like all white is much scarier than all black. Oh, I think so. Yeah, uh, dude, the snow is scary. The cold is scary. Where are you, where are you gonna go? The, exactly, exactly. Where are you gonna go? Every single thing is terrifying and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be scary that's where most new movies fuck up yeah this movie was totally overlooked when it came out it came out in the summer of 82 which i want to do a podcast on the summer of 82 movies yeah, it was a big deal that's like the it's biggest a, it, summer yeah. ever yeah uh, totally eclipsed by et people were going back to the theater to see et three and four yeah. times and Ooh. not giving things like this and blade runner and and you can name off a half a dozen a chance. Oh yeah, and totally, totally tanked. Yep. But uh, how you gonna God. how you gonna hate a movie where Wilford Wilford Brimley gets assimilated by one of these things yeah, exactly. and it has an axe saying "I'll kill you." Yeah. You, you gotta love that. Yeah. And he's got yep. diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Yeah. He's got yeah. the he he knows how to get rid of that diabetes. The diabetes didn't kill he, him in this or the, the Quaker oatmeal. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't understand how anybody. Just this is off subject a little bit, but how in the fuck can anybody watch ET more than three times? Oh man, I don't know. 
I really don't know. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, but I had... Well, you don't have to be ashamed for that. I just mean, like, how could you watch it multiple well, times fuck, in how theaters? Old, how old were you? I was like, eight? Th- I was three when it came out. Oh, okay. I was and, say, like, and, uh, my mom went with my aunt, and I went along, and I remember just being... The scenes in the woods just yeah. scared out of my mind. So that would have been the same for me and, like, Lion King, because I remember <laughs> going to that when I was, like, five. Yeah. And I don't remember anything about it. I don't yeah. remember, you know, I don't remember my first movie. I don't think I remember my first theater movie. I don't think The Lion King was even my first one. Well, I, I know that Dennis the Menace was one of was one of them. I, I know that... Uh, Man, that's terrible. Uh, I feel bad for you now. Some kind of penguin. That, ex- that explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> just, just imagine how cool we all would have been if <laughs> hey, our first... Hey, Christopher Lloyd, asshole. <laughs> if our first good. movie would have been The Thing. Oh my oh, god! Wild. Oh my god! There's some kind of. Damn I've been penguin. even more messed up than I am now. Some damn cartoon penguin movie. I went. We went and watched that on like a school field trip <gasps> or something. Oh my god! I remember, remember that, that what, what movie. Was the, what was the damn movie's name? Though? Oh my god! Um, oh, I don't know. It was. I keep wanting to say Mr. Popper's Penguin. That's not it at all. Oh though. no, that's, that's, that's not even movie. close. It's um. It's got penguins in it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, I don't remember God what it dang, is. Though. I'm gonna look it up. And anyway, this, they got they got the like the sharks get after them, something like that. Shit, I don't know. It's like anyway, anyway, back to John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Fuck those penguins. <laughs> I uh, I really like the blood test scene. I do in this too. Movie. I do. Uh, I love every scene. Every scene with Kurt, like he really, really, really just the pebble in the penguin. Yeah, the pebble and the penguin. There you he, go. he was killing me. I told you I had to look at it. I was bothering the shit out of me. Like, the hey, thing... you know what else come out in Batman? And Batman Returns come out in 92. Oh, you're talking about 82. 82. 92. 92. 92. Well, 92. Batman oh, that Returns movie came out. Came yeah. out FYI. Yeah. FYI. Yeah. No, Pebble and the Penguin come out in 95. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, the thing. I'm tired. In, in the thing, <clears throat> Kurt, like, he showed exactly what he can do. Right. He he proved when he did the thing, he proved that he could do literally every single role imaginable. He can do he can do um lighthearted, he can do comedy, he can do an almost biopic, he could do action, he can yeah. do horror. I don't think I would have liked Overboard if it wasn't for him and Goldie Hawn. Well, f- no. I still think I could have Overboard was awesome. It was awesome because it had Kurt, Kurt Russell and, and Goldie. And Goldie, yeah. Anyway. And we, I can't, I honestly, if you cannot, if you're still listening to us and you cannot tell, I can't wait till we do a Kurt Russell fucking podcast <laughs> because he is my favorite actor. It might as well just count as this because it I mean, might as well. It's the same fucking thing. It will be. It probably will it's be. the same thing. He's already, he's in some of our favorite movies. Yes. Um, you know, moving on, moving on from the thing. Uh, we uh, we've talked about some good ones. Let's talk about a bad. One. Oh my just, god, a just, bad one. Okay, okay, okay. I got one for you, and you might disagree with me. Village of the Damned. I can't add a lot to this one. So. Um, I watched this when I was pretty young because my mom and dad bought it just because it was Christopher Reeve's last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Christopher Reeve. It has it like it's got a big cast: Christopher Reeve, uh, Sam Neill, um, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Oh my God! Before she got like five hundred pounds, <laughs> Scientologist, and then lost it three times and gained. The kids kind of look like Scientologists. In oh this my movie. God, dude! And <laughs> the, the kids. Oh, 
Man, I hate those fucking kids. <laughs> I hate those. I hate those kids. I hate the kids from Children of the Corn. He hates British people. I hate British people. You're gonna get booped on the head. God yeah, damn. You know people. what? You know what? What I don't understand. Okay, I know these kids. They're psychic. They're whatever. They can make you. They can. You know, like their mom. The one with the mom that like that's the famous first scene is she, uh, the girl makes her mom stick her uh, arm in the bought the pot of boiling water and she like holds it and she's standing there screaming any anyway i don't have you watched it no you haven't watched i haven't it? watched it it's, yet. it's one of the couple that i haven't seen it's it's it is scary it is scary it's weird mm-hmm. um and it is a remake uh i think the first one was like 1960 yeah it was black, black and white, and white. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah i know it's black and white um but it's really weird like the the whole town excuse me the whole town passes out like they all go to sleep and then whenever they wake up um like see you know some people died because they fell asleep while they were driving or doing something and so they died and whatever uh but then at, like the whole town wakes back up and then uh a whole bunch of women turn up pregnant and uh like I don't know. They're just, you know, whenever they like a, you know, nine months later, whenever they have the kid, when all these women have the kids, they're all come out like albino and they all control, can control people to kill themselves. And it it sounds like one of the weaker ones. It's, it's very, man, it's very dumb. How's Christopher Reeve in it? Um, strong, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's the lead, like he's the, uh, He's the guy that's gonna fix it all, you know. He's uh, he's like a scientist, yeah, and or a doctor anyway. <clears throat> I don't, I, and it's been a long time since I watched it, so I don't remember a whole lot about we'll it. Have but to check it out. I remember Sam Neill just because of Christopher Reeve. Uh, spoiler alert! I remember Sam Neill taking. He had a uh, a hunting rifle, and he was gonna like shoot this one of the little girls. He was gonna shoot her in the head, and he was like looking through the scope, all shaking and stuff, and he was getting just getting ready to do it and then all of a sudden this whole row of those kids like come out from the woods and stare at him and he and he looks up like he he feels them looking at him and so he turns around and looks and then he just takes the gun and just blows his head off damn yeah Yeah, i definitely need to i don't know why i haven't watched it's it's weird it's it's really creepy it is it is pretty weak compared to his other movies but it is still like you need to watch it just to see, you know. I mean, it was it was Christopher Reeves' last movie, right? That's got what I, you kind of need to watch. I need it. to watch it just because it was Christopher Reeves' last he, movie. I'm he, surprised he I haven't good. seen it already. He was good. Sam Neill wasn't that great. Uh, he's but he's been much better in other stuff. Hell, hell, he was way better in, in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, he'll always be. Oh God, Dr. I got another bad one, Doctor Grant. I got another bad Hit one. Hit us with Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Chevy Chase. It was bad. It was bad. (laughs) Um, It was like Chevy Chase just wanted to not do a comedy. And so he asked Carpenter to make a movie for him pretty much. (laughs) And it was bad. That Uh, that was, there was like a four year gap between They Live and that. I'm not sure what Carpenter was doing. Smoking a lot of weed. (laughs) That's about it. What was, They Live was in 88 though. 
Yeah. What was, what yeah. was this one? This was 92. Like, yeah. What was it, 92? I thought it was like yep. 90. Yeah, it was newer. Chevy was getting a little too old to be play, to be trying at something new, yeah. you know, I think, anyway. Well, I thought that with um, with Vegas Vacation, too. Like, yeah. he's almost he was almost a hair too old to yeah. be in Vegas Vacation, but yeah. it worked out. I always I always thought he was an idiot. He was chasing Christy Brinkley in her car, and yep. he had one hot curvy mama. I know, I know, the right? The entire time, I know, right? It's like well, go uh, eat was a it, sandwich. Was it your was it European <laughs> vacation that she was naked? That she got naked? No, that was that was the the first vacation. Uh, was it, it? Was your, pool, your, was European vacation on the video? Boom! Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was the beginning of the first one for yeah. Beverly uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. God dang! Yeah, man. Man. the first. In the first vacation, Beverly D'Angelo. That's a woman. Yes. That and Adrian Barbeau. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, Barbeau. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Salute you both. Um, yes. No, but Memoirs of an Invisible Man uh, was it's stupid. I uh, I never watched all of it. That was another one that my mom and dad owned that I never watched. <clears throat> like, I watched, like, I don't know, probably 30 minutes of it and then was like, ugh, this is boring. Like I, I would be much rather be doing anything. Than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sticking my hand in the pot of boiling. Exactly, water. exactly. We got um, we got time for about one more. Uh oh, God, one more what? One more movie. I've never. We're gonna oh, do another. Okay, part. Here, we're gonna do another part. Here, we're gonna here's do another part. here's another. We one. have to do another. Here's part. one that I've never watched. Starman. Oh my gosh, I can I can talk about Starman. Can you really yeah. tell us about Starman? Can you really Starman? I wish I could put it in my top five. It's right really? outside what? my top five. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah it's but good. you're you're a pretty big fan of uh, Jeff Bridges. Of Jeff Bridges and, and Karen oh. Allen. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 indifferent about Jeff Bridges. I, like I always I, I always figured that he could pull it off, but I never watched it to find out if he Jeff could. Bridges in this I I've heard an interview, he said he was playing a bird. Like everything he does is yeah. is jittery, like he's trying to figure out how to use this body. But like the the first scene, have you guys seen it in a while? No, I uh, no, I've never no, watched. I seen oh, it. okay. Well, I've only watched like we, clips of it. We basically send the Voyager out into space with like a capsule, and it's like got a universal greeting in fifty four different languages, and whatever race of alien he is sends him. Yeah, and of course our asshole shoot it out of the sky. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he he comes out as a ball of light, and Karen Allen is uh, a widow, a recent widow, yeah. and and she's drinking herself into a stupor. All of a sudden, uh, this ball of light comes through her house and starts going through her photo albums, flipping. And there's like a hair follicle in one of them, and he becomes her husband. Yeah, her huh. dead husband. And there's a creepy. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. There's a creepy scene in the beginning uh, where he's assimilating as a little baby into uh, adolescence and becomes an adult man. And, you know, it's '80s kind of low budget. It's, yeah, it's really creepy looking yeah this was beforehand right this is before halloween wasn't it no 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 this no. is 84 yeah this, 84? this is after the thing in Christine. what was the one what was the one he did right before halloween the, it, oh god was, his well, first that was his, that was his first movie was um shit star i thought it was star man no, dark dark star dark star dark star that's right no it was a con it was a space comedy okay <laughs> okay but this one she doesn't know what he is and she's trying to he's a. Uh, He's taking her across country. He's telling her, I got to get to Arizona. And uh, anyway, uh, she tries to ditch him several times. Yeah. And uh, like there's a scene where they're at a restaurant and uh, Ted White, who played Jason in Nightmare, or Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, part four, the the running Jason that we oh, all yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
he's got a dead deer that you know he's killed on the across the hood of his car like hey look at me and jeff bridges brings it back to life and uh he's like, hey and comes running out of there and and i didn't realize it till the last time i watched it oh my gosh that's ted white huh but uh there's some really good scenes yeah. it's a lot of people it's one of his more underappreciated ones, but the ones who like it hold it way up. Like really, I mean, see, I've never watched it. It's very and good. I see. I knew, I I knew what the story was, and I never watched it because I thought, I don't know. I just thought it would be really weird because you know he came back as her husband, her dead husband. Like yeah. that was that's really weird. Yeah, but it works. Doesn't. And and how cool is a movie where the last scene has, you know, them embracing and there's an alien ship hovering overhead and like hundreds of military ready yeah. to shoot and fire and yeah. and uh, you know, they're kind of embracing it it's in your store. You guys need to watch it. I do, I do yeah. I do have it. I knew that. I just haven't watched it yet. I, yeah, I've actually I don't own it, but I I meant to rent it one day. Hmm. Oh, he's got Starman. Yeah, I need to watch it now. Yeah, it's it's really good. I can't believe I don't have they list. It's it's number six on my list. Is it really wow. six? Wow. Well, you'd probably if you if you heard my number six, you'd probably go wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, we have got to end this this episode. Boo. We are out of time. And then However, the, the, the next one we will give our top five. Yes, I was going to say that we are going to do a part two of John Carpenter because there's still way more to discuss. Yeah. We've we got still, some more bad ones to go through. We got too. a couple bad ones, but we've got we've got the big ones, man. We've all got good ones left. We've got yeah, a lot of good ones. We have got Halloween. We've got uh, Big Trouble Little China. We got all kinds of stuff coming. So they live. They, they live. live. Yes, excellent. Um, so we will pick and this up. Gums just about done. Yeah, he's about out of bubble gum. <laughs> so we will see you in part two.